0: Menomiddle got you down? Crush your sugar cravings with delicious, all natural Bossa bars for menopause, created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at bossabars.com and save 10% every time with code Katie10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. When you hear the word model, what comes to mind? Catwalking superstars like Naomi Campbell and Linda Evangelista? Do you think of newer faces like Gigi Hadid and Kaya Gerber? My guest today is a woman who is changing the face of modeling, one silver-haired 50-plus model at a time. Stephanie O'Dell is a longtime fashion stylist and the founder of the industry-first modeling agency Celebrate the Gray, which represents silver and gray-haired models ranging in age from 50 and beyond. If you are finally seeing mature models splashed across catalogs and Instagram, there's a good chance you have Stephanie to thank. Welcome to the show,
1: Stephanie. Thank you. What a great intro. I might have to steal that. Oh, yeah. Go for it.
0: <laughs> we, lo- we love it. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've been following you on Instagram for a while. I follow Celebrate the Gray. I love what you're doing. And I would um, like to start by opening with the origin story. You know, What made you decide to launch Celebrate the Gray and spotlight older models?
1: Well, I didn't set out to opening a model open a model agency, which is kind of always the story, right? Um, I started I've been a fashion stylist, like you said, for ten plus years, and many of my older clients were saying the fashion industry's forgotten us, and we feel invisible. And so kind of with that question on my mind, and as I was aging too, I just turned sixty three days ago. it's still I'm still getting used to wearing the sixty tag, yeah, but I love it.
0: Happy birthday. Um,
1: <laughs> thank you. Uh, and they said, you know, they, we are invisible. We feel invisible. And I noticed that myself, I, you know, I'd been an athlete all my life and had been really fit. And i kind of started, was starting to feel not included in the narrative. Um, so I started a blog called celebrate the gray to figure out if there was a need specifically for a fashion line for the 50 plus woman. And I had met a designer and we were talking about, um, designing a line together and, through that process, I asked friends and family to refer friends. And I met these amazing women. And I had this moment of why are these not the women that I see in advertising that to talk about aging? Why am I constantly fed the age denial messaging with the 20 and 30 year olds that just make me feel bad that my hair is going gray, that my body's changed, that I have wrinkles? Why couldn't I see these women that represent positive aging? And so set about trying to answer that question um, and decided there wasn't really a need for fashion line. There was really a need for updated age models that were used in marketing and tried to find an agency to partner with. And all the agencies I reached out to said, look, we've got our two gray haired models and we're set. It's not really a demographic that brands are interested in. This boggles my
0: mind, Stephanie, because I think I I think I know one of those gray haired models and and she's actually sort of white haired. But I see this woman and I have no idea what her name is, but I see her all over everything. Like she is, you know, must be making a fortune on stock imagery because she's in picture frames and she's on pop ups and she's selling vitamins. And she I mean, it's like comical because it's just one woman who's representing this entire category. So uh, so keep going. Tell us a little bit about how you took this from a blog into an actual agency.
1: Well, I, you know, had got I we did a fo- small photo shoot with six of the women I'd interviewed. And then I saw, you know, in theory, I had this idea in theory of updating the age models and how would we do that and what would that look like? And then in practice, we had this small photo shoot with six of the women and the energy that I saw these women start to see themselves differently we did modern styling and hair and makeup. And I just realized that women kind of got tucked into these little boxes. And then all of a sudden they got to not be in the box. I remember putting this beautiful red dress on one of them and she's like, oh, it's too sexy. It's not appropriate for me. And she was early fifties. And I said, well, wait a minute, like who's giving you that messaging? Where's that messaging coming from? And so I just saw in practice the power that an updated visual could give a woman to even think about the permission and the possibility of aging. And I had a friend that had a small brand and asked her about using models. And she said, well, we can't afford them. And if we can afford them, they really don't represent the real woman. So just finally, after beating my head against the wall and, and trying to get somebody else to do it. I became a licensed agency three years ago.
0: Amazing. I love, the, I love that you use the word permission. Like this woman felt like she needed permission to, to sort of be sexy at, at this time of life. Uh, it sounds like you seized your own permission and said, you know, th- th- I'm going to create this thing myself, which I, which I absolutely love. Your, your mission also says on your website that you use, you know, quote, real women, so you know beyond having uh women who are silver haired or white haired or gray haired uh, or or a certain age you know they have um a quality that makes them feel like people that you see in your in your life. Talk to me a little bit about what do you mean when you say real um and why it's important to spotlight multifaceted women because i I follow you on Instagram and I see that your models are You know, engineers, they're business owners, they have careers beyond modeling. Tell me about Real and tell me about why you're choosing multifaceted women.
1: Well, in the beginning, the women chose me. Um, They reached out to me and said, I want to be part of what you're doing. I got some local and national press about the photo shoot that we did. And I also had in this moment of, I am, I don't want to define beauty. It's not, you know, I just because I think someone's beautiful doesn't mean that's what beauty, how beauty should be defined. And I think that we get so, um, caught up in how society, uh, defines beauty. So I didn't want to be that either. I remember in the beginning people saying, oh, this isn't what a agency looks like. You have to do it this way. And I had this moment of why, why do I have to do it that way? I, you know, these women want to be part of changing the face of aging for women. And if they have that power and, um, that energy around it, uh, why would I not want them included? Um, and I also really wanted to represent age, race, size, and you know the, the phrase, you can't be what you don't see. So if you only see beautiful society deemed beautiful women represented, then again, you get put back into your box and you feel like, well, I don't look like that. But then when you start seeing people that look like you, or sound like you, like you said, they have jobs, or they've retired, or they're grandmothers. Then you start to say, "Oh, sh- maybe I can do that because she did it." So it's really the power of the the visual and the narrative to allow women to be what they truly can be.
0: Yeah, it's so important in our youth-obsessed culture also to have um, a, a message that that celebrates aging uh, as being sort of vibrant and and and, and beautiful and. Um natural i mean it's honestly it's the most natural it 's the most universal of human experiences as to age we We start doing it from day one, but you know pop culture really wants us to think that you know the world revolves around around the young um, I love that you mentioned that you're looking for diversity not just in age but also in race and size because we all f- often think of models as being very tall and and willowy so what has been the reaction to more body diversity or age diversity from brands that you've, that you've worked with? Are people, were people welcoming this with open arms? Did you have to kind of knock on several doors? What's the reception been like with brands?
1: Well, that is a, (laughs) I'm still knocking (laughs) on those doors. Well, keep I love
0: it. Bang on them for the rest of us.
1: Yeah. But you know, it's this slow burn, as I call it. And there's a lot of education around it because the perception doesn't match the reality. And brands, a lot of decision makers have this idea of what certain age looks like. Um, And I'm sure you've talked a lot about this. We're living longer and healthier and we're going to be working longer and we're going to be Um, you know, the spending power we have, the woman, this 50 plus woman, this super consumer is going to be around longer. And so it's, it's uh, this, the brands that are getting it are brands of women that are stepping up and starting companies because they couldn't find a solution to their problem. And so right now we're working with a really interesting brand called Bloomers Intimates mother daughter team the mother's 70 and the daughter's in her 40s and they wanted to use older models they cold called me and we've been working together for the past four months and um it's been a beautiful campaign and the feedback we get from women about thank you you know this one woman we just use as a model is um i don't know if she's in her 60s she may be even in her 70s uh you know she's in her underwear and looks beautiful. And just for women to see that and not feel inadequate about wearing lacy underwear again is super powerful. So the smaller brands are getting it. And I think like a lot of movements, it's the smaller groups that start speaking up and then those all kind of swell together. And then you get some big names for sure coming in. And then that's when change happens.
0: I love, I love that. I, I Bloomer's Intimates, I'm putting that into the show notes. We're gonna head into a quick break, but when we come back, I wanna talk about other brands that are getting it right. You know I'm all about aging without apology, so I was thrilled to connect with Electra Health, a company focused on smashing the taboos around menopause. This female-founded brand is all about evidence-based menopause expertise and care. No pseudoscience allowed. If you've ever been to a doctor's appointment that lasted just five minutes, and you found yourself with a million more questions than you started with, you're not alone. Electra is here to make menopause care easier to understand, more accessible, and much more supportive. They offer a real metamorphosis, which is also the name of their platform. Electra's metamorphosis community offers educational resources, tips, and science backed solutions for managing menopause alongside a private community of women. Your membership includes regular community events and discounted online visits with Electra's clinicians. And the Member Plus program even offers unlimited access to a personal Electra guide. Think of her as a menopause doula. Electra has an amazing offer for certain age listeners, 25% off its Metamorphosis program. Use code KATIE25 at checkout. Head to ourlectrahealth.com to jumpstart your holistic menopause journey. Or find the VIP link in our show notes over on acertainagepod.com. Stephanie, when we headed into the break, we were talking about Bloomers Intimates, how they are featuring you know, mature models in their 70s to sell lingerie, which makes sense because women do not stop consuming products uh, once they hit midlife. In fact, you, know, you touched on this. We are... Some of the most affluent consumers out there, and it, you know, makes sense to have brands uh, market to us and communicate to us in a way that feels real. I see brands like Athleta. You know, I I, I buy their um, their clothing because I play you know, platform tennis and 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 regular tennis. And I see they're using uh, you know m- mature models. I see companies that. Um, I love when I see companies that market to all women, like a Jones Road Beauty, which was started mm-hmm. by Bobby Brown. You know, she yep. she's making cosmetics for any age, but she's also choosing to feature silver hair models in her campaign along with, you know, the dewy 20-year-olds, which I adore. You know, it's it's not just a product, a menopause product, where where you should be using, you know, obviously a menopausal woman. It's a it's a company that's selling to every woman and they're choosing to spot like brands. So I I love to support brands that don't diminish you as you age. What are some other brands, maybe not even ones that you're working with, but what are brands that you see doing it right?
1: Well, I love that you use Jones Road. We have a couple models that work for them and one that did their initial campaign. And she cold called them actually to DM them on Instagram. And it was her very first modeling gig. So it's such a good story. And and I love when an older... um, Founder actually gets it. Um, there's so many older founders of brands that aren't including us, which just amazes me that you would think they would even get it more as they age. But um, Target's doing a good job. Um, you know, there's not a ton of brands that do it well. I mean, I think there's those ones that check the box and throw an older model in a catalog every so often. But um, Target has done a good job for a long time they in store and in commercial and video um uh, they and in print they they always do a good job um you know TJ Maxx is another one that you always see a very there's a great new commercial out right now that i just love it's got every age every race every size and it really is a great representation of what women look like um wild fang is a small brand out of portland that is great. Universal standard does a great job. Um, we, we worked with a swimwear brand this summer, but, and they didn't see the return on investment. So they kind of dropped the campaign, which was unfortunate. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, brands, I have spoken to a lot of big brands and they are very interested, but when it comes to actually launching a campaign, it's another story. So this is such an
0: important point that you're making, and I hope everyone who's listening just picked up on this, that that brand didn't see the return on investment, which is why it's so important to vote with your dollars and your wallet and support companies and brands that are age positive, right? You know, this is... We're not going to see a cultural shift and we're not going to see ourselves in, in ads and in pop culture unless we demand it and we support people that are doing it. So I want everyone to go buy a Jones Jonesboro Beauty lipstick or something <laughs> fabulous, um, you know, or follow Stephanie on Instagram so you can see where her models are advertising because those brands are choosing to work with, you know, with us, with our with our demographic.
1: So Stephanie Katie, that's such I just want to yeah. circle back to that cuz it's so important how powerful our dollars are um to really support those brands or those brands that maybe aren't you know showing but you love like reach out to them and say hey I love your product but you're not really representing me as a customer um it's amazing how powerful that is for a brand. Um, they really want to talk to the real woman and talk to their customer and understand their consumer. So I, I tell people, look, we've got to be very vocal about who we are, women, especially who we are, what we're doing, and how old we are, because we are getting put into these boxes. And I don't think it's um they, you know, it's from lack of understanding more than um anything putting us, you know, how do I want to say this? It's yeah, more of lack of understanding. So, but we're going to um, help
0: them understand. That's a big, that's yeah. Yeah, a big theme of this show, which is age out loud. You know, yeah. we are not going to, sh- we're not going to shift the needle on culture unless we are in the conversation on aging and we have to be able to age out loud. It's like, why not? I mean, so, right.
1: Be proud of how old you are, Be what you've done, exactly. your experience, your
0: experience, yeah. your wisdom, uh, your age, and and stop acting like it's you know like the end of the the end of the line. Um. So I, I love I love this notion of aging out loud, and and I'm you know and I love the notion of, of voting with your wallet. Uh, such smart advice. So Stephanie, I want to switch gears for a minute. So women who are listening to this show, and I I, I, th- I think of some women in my own life who are just absolutely knockout healthy. Silver-haired, you know, um, fit, just gorgeous women that you know feel real and feel like I. Every time I see them, I'm like, you know, what are you doing? What's your secret? You look amazing. So, if somebody's listening to the show and thinking, I have a friend, or I would love to throw my hat in the ring, what are some of the criteria that you look for when you're, you know,
1: selecting models to work with? So, really, I have that. There's two categories for the gray, and I um, chose gray because it's really the first thing we get told as we age we need to change to fit into society's definition of beautiful and i felt like if we can turn gray into just a hair color and not a definition of our abilities and our age um then the rest of aging the wrinkles the body changes that could also be more accepted um so to be a gray model you have to be gray over 50 gray or going gray over 50 and then i also throw in and I really am not a big believer of plastic surgery. So not done facial plastic surgery. And then but I've also built because I had so many women reaching out to me saying, "Oh, I'm not gray. I haven't gone gray. I really don't want to go gray, but I really want to be part of what you're doing." I have developed and built the influencer and ambassador side of the business because we are such a powerful force on social media. And brands really want that reach of those influencers. So interesting. So, so tell
0: me about yeah, this. this is, you you work with midlife influencers then to help exactly. connect them with brands that exactly. uh, got it. So, yeah.
1: so bloomers, in fact, um, we've built an influencer program with two of the models. And, you know, our first kickoff was a couple of weeks ago. We did Instagram live and I think we had 250 people on the Instagram live,
0: which is
1: great. And it just shows that women want to be represented. Um, and so they were using two of the influencers. I have about a hundred in about 300 influencers, a hundred models. So there's different opportunities, um, to be involved with celebrate the gray. And we also have a private face group that we invite brands to come into and talk about their brand and build an ambassador program if they don't have one or invite the women to check out their ambassador program to extend the reach of that brand and also give women opportunity to create revenue streams for themselves.
0: Got it. I love this. First of all, th- congratulations. You launched this it sounds like 3 years ago. You already have 100 models, 300 influencers, a really robust um, you know, number of of, of people that you're working with which which is phenomenal. Um, wh- what do you see next? Do you see other agencies kind of copycatting this? Do you want to continue to expand? Are you looking to work with new brands? What, what do you? What's your vision for year four?
1: Um, my vision is really to get some of those major brands to step up to the plate. And, you know, Athleta actually just used one of, Carolyn Dooling was featured on the cover. I think she was on the cover internally. She's part of the print campaign. She was one of my initial models, and she actually has moved on to a New York-based model modeling agency. Um, and so it was fantastic to see her in the catalog, and I, I applaud that. I don't think I'm the only game in town. I have women sign a non-exclusive contract with me because I think that any opportunity is a good opportunity. And um, you know, one person can't do it all. I can't even imagine that. So that was a beautiful to happen for for her to move on and athleta has always been one of those dream situations and so to have that happen was great and i hope more of those will be happening this year and i also love speaking to brands about who we are and how we want to be represented and give be the resource for those brands of models influencers Um, we can do focus groups we can do testing we can build campaigns i have over the past two years with covid really built a deep resource of photographers and agencies and...
0: um. Stephanie, I have a business idea for you. I I think that you should be creating stock imagery because they're really... I mean, I spend a lot of time um, for for my work and and for the podcast on places like Shutterstock and iStock. And I'm not kidding. There's like two people that do all of the the sort of white-haired... If you type in mature women or midlife, it's the same person over and over again. And I, I honestly think that there should be a better... Stock imagery catalog of people in midlife who are real and are doing exactly you know, the models that you're talking about. So put that into your.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, and <laughs> put that into the, your vision photographer, board. <laughs> yep, every photographer I meet, I I say that, and it's unfortunately that the revenue is not there. Um, but and and I also need to find a, a younger person. I hate to just put say that, but I really do to build the site to understand. Um, how to do that. But I I am totally with you. I remember when I first started my business and having to find stock photos, now I can actually access real photos. But um, definitely down the road, I I totally agree with you. Uh, I am a sole proprietor and I'm bootstrapping my business. So uh, at some point when I start hiring people and have that, it definitely is on the docket of things to do because you're not the first person to say that.
0: All right. So, yeah. So future, <laughs> I, future, thank you. future you will do that. So, yes. I want, so let's talk about past you, though, for a minute, because I know that you you alluded to this at the top of the show, that you spent 10 years working as a stylist. I believe that you still do some work in that. Um, tell us a little bit about what that looks like. And I also want to hear your take on to style change as we age. Do you believe in some of these do's and don'ts that women magazines attempt to give us, you know, as we move from decade to decade?
1: Uh, yeah, I, in my late forties, I have two kids. I have a 25 year old and a 21 year old. And in my late forties, I kind of had that moment of, okay, my kids are much more self sufficient. They're going to be gone soon to college. What am I going to do next? And it was probably one of the most scary moments and, and one that I just kind of couldn't even face because I didn't even know what I was passionate about anymore and got a part-time job at Athleta and really found a love of helping women embrace their shape and understand their shape and learn how to dress their shape. And that led to working for them for five years. I worked for Stitch Fix, which is an online styling site and started working with them when they first launched and really got a sense of what a startup looks like and how you build a business and started doing my own work too. But, you know, for women, I think Again, it goes back to those boxes, right? And it goes back to those people that we are surrounded by maybe when we're trying to figure out and those internal voices or those stories that we tell ourselves that what we're not capable of versus what we are capable of. And I remember in the beginning when I started even putting out in the world that I was thinking about opening an agency and, you know, the whole fake it till you make it and also surround yourself with people that see the vision you do or see the version of yourself That you see, Um, I now turning 60, didn't, I knew my 50s. I didn't want to turn 60 and regret not going for it. So
0: I love that. I had a guest on the show, Stephanie, I have to tell you, her name was Dr. Uh, Juliana Hauser, and she, brought up to me a concept I've never heard of before, and that's of finding an age mentor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to and and that's sort of what maybe what you're doing a little bit with this modeling agency is like you're finding a mentor for somebody who's, you know, like you said, surround yourself with women or people in your life that that um, see the future you and are going to help you get there. And I feel that this notion of finding an age mentor, somebody who is aging out loud, who's living a vibrant next chapter is something that's so uh, helpful as we chart our own course. So I, I love that you I love that you jog that memory. Thank you. So does yeah. d- does style change as we age? I mean, I know that I you know I I grew up in the '80s in the you know the Bermuda bag era and you know um, cardigan sweaters, preppy handbook, and I feel like I still have a sort of a preppy core that runs through, but I've I I know that I've abandoned things like wearing black because I grew up in New York City and I've really I've I've embraced <laughs> Good color for you. I've you know cause I've embraced color I love color I love pattern and that's just a big so I know my own style has changed. Do you see women um, kind of getting stuck sometimes in style boxes that you refer to? Do you think that people are open to change and 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 where do you stand on the do's and don'ts? Do you are you are you team don'ts in fashion or do you feel like anything is Anything's okay.
1: Well, I feel like anything's okay as long as you're comfortable. Um, I think com- being comfortable in your clothes makes you confident, and that confidence can be a catalyst for many things to happen. Um, but I'm a huge proponent of color. I think that as we age, we start to dress and to disappear. Many of my older clients would be in tan, black, or gray. And you see this kind of first you dress to disappear, first you, you know, your body may have changed, so you start to hide those changes. And then that just leads to less vibrant colors and less vibrancy in your life. And then that can lead to other things. You stop speaking up, you know, you stop striving to make, you know, learn new things. So it's amazing what adding a little color to your wardrobe, women that I work with, I always encourage color. I think that, you know, I say, look, it's like walking out on a spring day versus a winter day, which one fills you with more joy. And but wearing color can be really scary. I mean, all of a sudden you're calling attention to yourself. So what
0: are great, what are great colors? If you do have silver or gray hair, what, what helps that pop and and complements it? It probably also depends upon your skin type, but are there colors that you, you know, that photograph well, that you steer silver
1: hair models to? Well, I think anything saturated, you know, pastels are not great, but saturated colors, you know, a purple blues, greens, um, There's reds look great on, you know, again, it's skin tone, but uh, I, you know, if somebody tells you you look great in a color, even though you're kind of like, oh, this is so much attention. I don't know, you know, kind of listen to what you, what the universe gives you. And I, you know, my power color is orange. And I think that if there's colors that you love, I, I, you know, that whole, I'm not a believer is that you have certain colors that you can wear. I believe that if color brings you joy, wear it um, because that joy really translates out into the world. So I'm not a big do's and don'ts person. I always say to somebody, they'll say, oh, I can't wear this because I'm 50 or whatever it is. And I'll circle back and say, well, how do you feel in it? Well, I love this. You know, this was my mother's or I bought it on a trip to Europe or I'm like, then wear it. If it brings you joy, wear it and, you know, step out of that box that somebody else has Given you, that's not what you want to live in.
0: Dress for joy. I love that. I, I, I think that we should all take that on, Stephanie. I want to switch gears for a minute and ask you about your, uh, your podcasting work because I do know that you guest. Uh, podcast for the show Brand Fifty. It spotlights entrepreneurial stories of midlife, which of course is right up our alley. We love that. We love reinvention. Um, what have you learned from the show, and why is midlife the right time to launch a business?
1: Well, I think there's so many transitions in midlife, and those transitions can be really um, joyful, or they can be depressing. Almost, I remember my son left for college, my oldest. It was a time of it could be reinvention or it can be, okay, I'm going to settle into who I've been. But I decided instead to discover who I was going to be. And so, hearing the stories of other women, I only focus on women and reinvention. So, again, it goes back to you can't be what you don't see. And so, the visuals are super important, but the narratives, like your work, too, those stories of how somebody did it, you know, hopefully my story of having no experience in the modeling industry, not knowing, I mean, I reached out to every gray herd model that I could find on Instagram and asked for her advice. How much do you get paid? How do you get paid? Do you only work with one agency? And they were so generous with their information and so supportive of what I was trying to build. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, Oh, I'm a sole proprietor. I'm bootstrapping this. I don't have any money for that. I'm just learning, you know, the people appreciate that authenticity of what you're building. So um, yeah, I, I love he- what, talking to women about how they did something um, just because it gives back to that, what we talked about in the beginning, and it gives someone permission to think about what the possibilities are. I mean, how many of us have ideas in our head, but we don't ever think we can do them because we don't hear someone else's story. And then when we hear someone else's story that started a a consumer product, but had no experience in it, then it gives you that like, oh, okay, it's not a crazy idea. Maybe I can do it. So, I love being able to tell those stories. And I love when I meet somebody super interesting that I can say, Hey, could I interview you?
0: It's so fantastic because getting to midlife means you give yourself permission. Yeah. To to get after whatever it is you want to get after. It's the spirit of the show. It's what I hear from guests who come on constantly. We hear from women who've reinvented they've left law to become best selling novelists. You know, nobody gave them permission to become a novelist. They just seize their own permission. So anyone who's listening to this who thinks there's something that you've wanted to do, a project, a, a company you've wanted to launch, a, a nonprofit, whatever it is, you know, give yourself permission to get after it. Stephanie, I want to switch and move into our, our speed round because we're nearing the end of our time together. The speed round is something I do at the end. It's just quick one to two word answers that, that allow us to just hear a little bit uh, more from you before we wrap. So I want to hear from you. What what is your one word answer to launching? Celebrate the gray was uh, overwhelming. Um. I, we love honest answers. Overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. Favorite gray haired celebrity, silver celebrity that you love.
1: Oh, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's super authentic and has been for a long time.
0: And she's got that amazing pixie haircut. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm team J- Jamie Lee Curtis fan as well. A silver model you would love to have join Celebrate the Gray. Um, Well, I would love Lynn Slater. Nice. This color always looks amazing on women with silver hair.
1: Purple, probably.
0: I think you might have touched on this, but consider skipping this color if you have silver or white hair.
1: Um, Pastels.
0: Pastels. A book or podcast to read that celebrates aging.
1: Um, you may have stumped me. Um. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go with Brand Fifty. I'm gonna throw Brand Fifty. Brand in there. Fifty. Yeah, yeah. Brand Fifty.
0: Okay. Here's another one, and I hope it's not a stumper. A book or podcast that gives great advice for entrepreneurs.
1: Well, I love how they built this.
0: Yes, I do too.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I one of the most powerful ones I listened to that that gave me a lot of um, freedom in what I do is um, the guy that built Chipotle. Yes, um, that he talked about never having a business plan, and I remember in the beginning, people are like, "How are you going to make money? I don't understand. How are you going to monetize it?" And I just said, "I don't know. I just know this fills me up completely." And even if it's all it is, is a blog and I'm interviewing women and making them feel great and walking away, having them say, Oh my God, you made my day, because I actually saw them and talked to them and wanted to hear their story. That's enough for me. And I know the money will come because I just love what I'm doing. I get excited to wake up every morning. And so, that's, that's a
0: that's a great episode. I've actually listened to that because my both my boys are Chipotle nuts. So we we tuned into that in the car. And the other thing I remember about that particular episode, uh the founder of Chipotle launched Chipotle, this sort of kind of food truck business cuz he wanted to generate revenue for his, you know, five-star fine dining restaurant that he yep. had as his vision. And what happened instead is Chipotle like took off like Gangbusters. And he, you know, wound up building that business. He never built what he, you know, started out to do, which was a fine dining establishment. So right. sometimes just getting in action and beginning something uh, produces results that you might, and success that you can't even envision when you start.
1: For sure. And that's how what I think about with what I've been doing. I mean, I had a certain vision when I started and it's taking one step at a time and I think if you would have asked me the questions, what's the greatest thing you've learned in this journey? It would be patience. I've never been a patient person and I have learned if it, if it's meant to be, it will be, and it will come back. And I've had two years later, a conversation I had all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I talked to you two years ago and I just was able to find your card again. So I just believe what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Love that. So finally your one word answer to complete this sentence. As I age, I feel confident. Nice. Thank you, Stephanie. This was a total blast. I love learning more about Celebrate the, the the Gray. How can our listeners find you? How can they pitch themselves to you as a future <laughs> Celebrate the Gray model?
1: um, uh, celebrate the gray at gmail.com is my email. And then I'm on Instagram, Facebook. all will celebrate the gray and gray is with an a the American way the E is European spelling. And yeah, reach out if there's brands that you know, that you think, Oh my God, celebrate the gray should be all over this. Um, let me know and I will reach out to them. I, I do a lot of DMing. I do a lot of cold calling and I have no issue with just reaching out to somebody I don't know. So, And then if people are interested in learning more about modeling or influence, being an influencer or an ambassador, they can reach out in the same way.
0: Fantastic. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Thank you to everyone who has already signed up for our end of April Zoom book club. We're reading Find Your Unicorn Space by A Certain Age guest and author Eve Rodsky. You can sign up by emailing me at katie at Want to stay on top of other book events and new episodes? Sign up for our free weekly newsletter, Age Boldly, over on acertainagepod.com or follow the fun on Instagram at acertainagepod. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next Monday. And until then, age boldly, beauties.